We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Ooh. There you go. That's my introductory sound for this week. Okay, good. Shall I do it again? Yeah, let's hear it. Huh. Okay. Um, Does that work? Maybe it needs a little work. Okay. Uh, what, now? Yeah, go on. Ha <laughs> ha. Nailed it. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Ben's new sound. Pretty great. Um, hi, everyone. Hi. It's Eamon here and also Ben, who I will talk on behalf of. You're not me. So I've just said I'm going to talk uh, on you your behalf. You said you were Eamon and me. Yeah, I'm what? talking on your what? behalf. <sighs> Fine, I'll allow it. <laughs> so, this is Cool Ben, as he <laughs> likes to call himself. Yeah, that's right. And Modest Eamon. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Do you know what we should try? Like they do on those early evening chat shows is we introduce each other, mm. which makes me want to feel a bit sick. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet with Ben. And Eamon. Yeah. Oh. Ugh, idiots. No, I like that. I wonder if that's the exact way of torturing those celebrities, because obviously they hate talking about anyone other than themselves. So having to talk about someone else who's famous is like their idea of hell. <laughs> Uh, sorry, this is a podcast about two middle-aged men, one cool, one modest. Yeah. We have young kids and wives, and so the only time we get to watch the violent, cool or action films we want to watch is in the toilet where we get left the hell alone for between five to ten minutes. That's right. Just going to revisit something you said there, Eamon. Young kids mm. and wives. Uh, you're suggesting that we have young wives as well. Oh, God, no. We have really old, <laughs> haggard wives. <laughs> young kids, very old wives. And, uh... <laughs> no, that's not true. They're the same age as us. The same age. They? In fact, my wife is two years older than me, so mm. pop that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. So what have you been up to, Eamon? What have, you been, what have you been doing this week? I'm actually... It's a kind of a two fingers up to the system. Oh. I bought an eight pack of full fat Coca-Colas. Hey-oh. Not ashamed to tell you, I'm enjoying one right now. Good lad. Got a glass chock full of ice. Oh. It's making my Coca-Cola nice and cold. Delicious. I always have an eight pack of Coke at the ready in my home. <laughs> Don't like to run any lower than eight just in case. Mm. And yeah, I'm a very big fan of the full sugar Coca-Cola. Yeah. And one thing that I'm very cross mm. about. What? Just one thing. Add it to, add it to the I'm list. I'm only cross about one thing. No, you're this not. Is it. Go on. Yeah. You can't get really sugary lemonade anymore. No, you can't. So the diet lemonade has zero calorie. Yeah. Pointless. And the inverted commas full fat lemonade only has about 40 which, if you're not au fait with calories, means like literally almost no sugar. It's, it's all sweetness, isn't it? It leaves a film on your tongue. Your taste buds know that there's not enough sugar yeah. in there. They're not stupid. It's not okay. You can't trick your Where's all buds. the sugar gone? I know. I blame all those fat kids. <laughs> uh, mm, I think it's more the parents' fault, really. I wouldn't blame the overweight children. Um, I'm going to blame them both. Okay. Um, this week we are going to be talking about... Army of the Dead, the 2021 movie directed by Zack Snyder. Looking forward to chatting about that a little later on. But 
First of all, we have some correspondence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, last week, we had old Ash from Sugar Horse on. Mm-hmm. Had a lovely chat. We had some casting ideas for the the six-part ITV remake of the film Seven. Yes. And Ash suggested that David Jason should play the part of Sloth, mm-hmm. which... Well, turns out David Jason has listened to the show. What? I know, right? Weird. Yeah. And he's he's got a few things to say about it. Oh, okay. Dearest watching films on the toilet. David Jason here. I'm writing with regard to a comment that was made on your last podcast. Your guest, Ash, from the band Sugar House, <laughs> suggested I would be the perfect fit for the role of a bedridden torture victim in an ITV remake of Seven. I can see where he's coming from. Most people think of me as a decrepit old man, and the rest think I've been dead for some time. But in actual fact, they could not be further from the truth. I feel younger than ever, and I am totally jacked. For the past few years, I've been in Australia, training with Chris Hemsworth to turn my small, wrinkled old body into a solid wall of muscle. My transformation has been documented by a film crew, and the six-part series... A Touch of Swole will be <laughs> will be broadcast on ITV at Christmas time, or possibly ITV2. For the first time in 50 years, I can walk down the street without people shouting my beloved catchphrases at me. I still turn heads, but they're more likely to comment on my ridiculous shred instead of shouting, That's perfect! Or, Show us your plonker, Rodney! <laughs> I also had a lot of fun surprising unsuspecting fans at a recent Only Fools and Horses convention when I turned up in an old Robin Reliant van and then lifted it above my head (laughs) before reenacting the classic nice and cool scene. But instead of falling through the bar, I toppled to a 45-degree angle and used my insane core strength Mm. to stay in that position for over an hour. (laughs) So I wanted to extend my gratitude to you and Ash for confirming something I've known for some time. It's time for the world to see the real David Jason. And that's it. Wow. I would love to watch an episode of Open All Hours. Yeah. When uh, one of those pesky, bothersome shoppers yeah. just pushes him too far and he just goes into like a berserker yeah. Hulk rage. Yeah. And he's just massive. Just starts smashing things, doing that. You know that thing that strong men do where they sort of put their fists together and... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They go, yeah, like that. really show their, their pump. They lean forward yeah. so you can see the tops of their shoulders and they they put their fists together for some reason yeah. and then they make themselves look all chat. He'd do that in open all hours. Yeah. I think each episode ends with an inner monologue from <laughs> his character. Yeah. So it would be, be great choice if in character now it's just him ranting and raving like yeah. in a in a completely unintelligible stream of consciousness oh like a completely like roided yeah, up super roided up yeah and yeah. if Macho Man Randy Savage did the voiceover <laughs> Rodney's probably going to turn up in a minute he? Rodney's going to come back he's going to tell me oh put the cans back Dale put the cans back well I did put the cans back shut your mouth Rodney oh well thanks for the letter Dave thanks Dave we've got any toilet news Eamon of course we have Okay, so this is uh, from my favourite source of news, yep. Lad Bible. Oh, you love it. <laughs> so, company complains about employee who spends one day a week on toilet. Oh. So, basically, on Reddit, someone posted the following complaint. Mm. We have an employee who is very good at his job, 
But as soon as he gets to work, he goes to the toilet and spends about 20 minutes there. Right. By the time he's back at his desk and whatnot, it's 9.30, half an hour until he starts. Then he goes again anywhere between two to three more times during the day, each for about 20 minutes. The final toilet break is half an hour before he finishes and he basically spends the whole time there. Each week he's working for four days and and on the toilet for one. We're seriously paying him an extra day to sit and rude word and read his phone. Okay. Wow. They went on to explain they don't want to fire their (laughs) member of staff because he's a good guy and there are no issues with the quality of his work. How would you deal with a situation like that, Ben? I think there is an issue with the quality of his work because he's clearly not doing enough of it. Mm. I might just set up a little desk for him in the toilet. That's a great idea. On planes, you get the flip-down tray. Mm -hmm. Why not put one of those in the toilet? He could take his laptop in. I'll tell you what, Ben. I chose this story because of the potential for Mm. humour. You've actually given a really solid <laughs> solution to that whole that whole situation. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good compromise for everybody. I was thinking, I wonder, if, I wonder if Ben's going to make some poop jokes. No. Instead, he's only gone and blew and solved it. Solved it. Like the consultant I am. So this is going to be a new format point. Right. If you have any work-based grievances, yep. send them in and Ben will solve them for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more I think about it, I think maybe so, there should be more toilet-based desks. Why would you not want to sit on the toilet all day? And have a lockable door so people can't annoy you. They could knock on it. Don't have to answer it, though. And you say, "Uh, excuse me, not right now. I'm clearly busy. Yeah. Rude. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Brilliant, Ben. Honestly, throw these scenarios at me. I've I've got them all covered. Anyway, you got any more toilet news? Do. Excellent. Mm. Just copy and paste. Letting you behind the scenes. What I do is I read the stories beforehand. Oh, right. Save the links in a Apple Notes Oof. document. Yeah. And I copy and paste them back in when we're ready to chat. Thank you. So that's what I'm doing right now. Safe to say that some curtains don't need to be lifted. That one? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. Mm. So now I'm just clicking on the tab. Oh, still going, yeah. With the, the news story. Okay, good. So at this point, I'm no longer looking at Ben. I'm no. looking at something else. Yeah, I'm... Is this good? Is this good content? I've stopped looking at Eamon because I just want him to get on with it. Okay, so this is another... <laughs> I've accidentally created a theme with my toilet news stories today. Okay. It's all about going to the toilet whilst you're at work. Right. <laughs> Japanese bullet train driver leaves cockpit for toilet with vehicle running at 150 <laughs> kilometres an hour. <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> that's horrific. The conductor, who is not licensed to drive the bullet train, was left in charge for three minutes as it rocketed at 93 miles an hour with 160 passengers on board. Wow. If he was in there for 20 minutes, he, he would have been on the toilet for 50 kilometres. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a solution for that one. Just don't do that. Yeah. Jobs that I've done in the past have mm. not been that critical. Yeah. So I'd say most of the time, if I've needed the toilet, I could just get up and go. Have you ever been in a... Some workplaces now Mm. have unisex toilets. Yes. Have you ever been in that situation? No, actually, yeah. My workplace has a couple of toilets that anyone can use. But is that like one single toilet with a lockable door, so therefore you can't have a man and a woman in there? Yes. Okay. 
I would say the closest I've ever come to a unisex toilet is Leeds train station. Right. I was there one morning after, and I was really, really badly hungover. One of the worst hangovers I've had. <laughs> and I need to get yeah. the train back home. So I just staggered to the station. Started having abdominal pain. Thankfully, you weren't driving the train that was on its way. Wasn't driving a train at that point. Yeah. Made a dash for toilets and just about made it in time. Mm. And whilst I was in there, there was just a few little things that didn't quite make sense. Right. Like I could heal lots of heels yeah. on like the floor and I could like feel my voices. And eventually I, I realized that in my haste, I'd run into the ladies' toilet. Oh, God. And obliterated it. And, and yeah. <laughs> and so I spent about, I mean, it felt like forever. I spent about 10 minutes thinking, oh my God, oh my God how the hell am I going to get out of here? What am I going to do? Oh, God. Oh, God. Mercifully, because I was in such a hurry, I went into the first store nearest the door. So, you know when, like, a paratrooper hooks up onto his wire just before he jumps out onto the plane he like checks himself down makes sure everything there and does like a series of big deep breaths it was that moment of intensity yeah so open the door literally sprinted out as fast as i could obviously didn't wash my hands gross (laughs) and then i managed to get out of there without being seen that's impressive so what could have been the worst moment of my life has now become a moment of great pride yeah i wouldn't take any pride in that well no (laughs) no no, not pride yes pride is the wrong word i would say tremendous relief right like tremendous relief (laughs) yeah so it was like one of those guys playing russian roulette Mm. that when they hear the click of the gun on the empty chamber and they just go i imagine it was similar to the absolute high that those guys experienced it must be it sounds like it would have been exactly the same. Yeah. Jay cheated death and, and you essentially did I too. did, yeah. And do you know what? The massive uh, adrenaline rush actually really mm. helped counteract the hangover. Oh, that's a good... That sounds now, good. Now, I'm not saying... I think you might be suggesting... I'm not saying... This is something that other people should If you do. have a hangover, you should mm, purposefully hide inside a lady's toilets. That's definitely what I And try and get I out heard. of it because... Yeah, I must stress, I must, must stress, it was totally accidental. I would never, Mm. ever do something like that on purpose. I think maybe you knew exactly the sort of buzz you were going to get from that little (laughs) escapade. And uh, and that's why you did it in the first place. Jeez, Louise, it still actually makes me feel cold when I think about it. Poor ladies. Yeah, they didn't deserve that. Well, luckily, luckily it was in Leeds and therefore the women were northern. And the dumps that they do are just like the dumps that men do. <laughs> a northern lady's dump is equivalent to a southern man's dump. There's an equivalence there. <laughs> oh, crikey. Okay, that's Good. all the toilet news. And possibly the end of my uh, career slash relationships with northern women. Anyway, Army of the Dead. How many sittings? Uh, it took me six Six sittings. That's not bad. That's not How bad. How about you? It took me four this week. Hmm. I liked to break it into quarters. The film, not the... <laughs> no. not, not the else. film uh, yeah. broke it into exact quarters. Sometimes it wasn't the best time to step out of the film, but that's that's how I roll. Hmm. So, Eamon, mm-hmm. what have you gone and done a drink on for me this week? <laughs> well, do I even need to say? I've drunk eight tins 
of full-fat Coke. Tins. I like calling them tins. Not, not cans, tins. It's an affectation That's, that I'm uh, pretty proud of. And makes it sound like they're from the 50s. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, good one of them tins of Coke for me, governor. I'll have 15 ounces of Coca-Cola, please, squire. You up it. Get down the chimney, you little oik. <laughs> yeah. Not sure where we've ended up. Certainly not the north. No, not the north. Um, so I've drunk... <laughs> Eight tins of full-fat Coca-Cola. And just to stick it to the Healthy Eating Brigade, I ate a, a four massive spoonfuls of sugar as well. <laughs> Would you say you're coming down right now or still up? I'm tripping absolute balls. I, if, if I, in my right mind, I would never would have told that to Leeds train station toilet story. <laughs> oh, good. I like how you're blaming that on the cola. That's a good, good <laughs> That's move. Right, yeah. That is a lot of coke. I couldn't even handle that much, I don't think. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. But i tell you what, though. It's got to be cold. I'm not interested in your room temperature coke. I quite like a room temperature coke. Oh, ben. No. Just when I think we can agree on something, you can to say something like that. Yeah, that's the most controversial thing that's been said. That's the most controversial <laughs> statement that's been made in this podcast so far. Definitely. Bet you like warm milk on your cereal as well. No, I don't. Don't drink milk. Oh yeah, no, you don't. Warm cola on your cereal. Yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think we've discussed how I have boiling coke. <laughs> That's right. Hence your ivory teeth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> little uh, little flashback there. My ivory teeth. And big shout out to our current sponsor, Sustainable Ivory. Sustainable Ivory. Providing all your ivory needs. Some people ask us, how is it sustainable? We say, it just is, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's right. It definitely is. It's sustainable. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry. We've heard you can't take a tusk off an elephant's face without killing it. How is it sustainable? And to that we say, don't worry about it. I don't think people would be surprised to hear we've made an awful lot of money off this sponsorship deal. That's right. Some might call it blood money. I call it shrewd financial planning. <laughs> But it means that I've been able to hire a driver. So if ever I'm in a difficult situation, like Mm. if someone asks how it's sustainable, I'll just get in my car, (laughs) wind down the window, say, don't worry about it, mate. And then the window goes back (laughs) up and we speed off down the road. It's a really good system, actually. You should try it. And it is sustainable. Ethical, isn't it? It's ethical. It is. It's ethical ivory. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry. Look, stop asking us if it's ethical. It is. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Good, good, good. So, how long have I got? Uh, You've got one minute 21. Excellent. All right, let's do this. So, a military transport vehicle carrying something bad crashes just outside of Vegas. Turns out the bad was a super jacked zombie who can dodge bullets and stuff. Most of the city is infected and what's left is quarantined by the government. It's pretty miserable there. And when former mercenary Dave Batista is asked by a casino owner to recover $200 million from his vault, he has no trouble putting together a team of old and new friends with nothing left to lose. Oh, and they've got a few hours before the whole place is destroyed by a nuke. The team head into the city joined by the casino owner's associate who may or may not have an ulterior motive. He does. And also Dave Batista's daughter, played by Ella Purnell, who's looking for this woman she vaguely knows from a camp. The team is gradually picked off by different types of zombies. There are dried out zombies, sleeping zombies, parkour zombies, clever zombies, a tiger zombie, a horse zombie, and even robot zombies. And eventually they make it to the casino and get the money from the vault. Hooray! But 
the associate has drawn the attention of the alpha zombie, so most of the team die, and Dave has to escape with his daughter on a helicopter. He manages to blow off the alpha zombie's head, but the helicopter crashes and then his daughter shoots him when she finds out he's been bitten. Sad. Oh, and the only surviving member of the team wanders out of the nuclear fallout zone onto a private plane and finds out he's infected. So, not the end? Mmm, Oh. <laughs> How long was that? That was uh, a minute and one second. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Mm. I like that. Time. Maybe you should aim for that every mm. time. Minute and one. Yeah. Okay. So, Ben, where do you want to start? Poor. <laughs> well, should we start with the beginning? Let's start at the beginning. I think the first sort of half an hour of this film was definitely my favourite part of the film. Mm. I liked the slow motion opening. I thought that was very pretty. I think that was the best bit. That should have been the film. (laughs) The story about the woman finding her daughter made me feel far more emotional than anything that happened in the two hours and 20 minutes that followed it. (laughs) I think Zack Schneider's great talent is openings like titles. Yeah, I think you're right. He should specialise in that. The Mm. ones from Dawn of the Dead great dawn of the dead is a much better zombie film than this i mean it's no comparison i mean his dawn of the dead yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and obviously the other one the actual one yeah yeah the watchman again i didn't care for most of the film but i thought the opening credits amazing yeah they're awesome that's what he should do for anything he's really good at it <laughs> really beautiful opening titles i do feel like he is often a lot more concerned with visuals yeah. than the storytelling Quite liked Tig Notaro. Yeah, I did too. She was fun. Did you hear that she's like digitally inserted into all her scenes? Yeah. So, oh, what's the name of the guy she had to replace? I mean, a Hollywood bad man. So, I mean, take your pick. Chris D'Elia. Yeah. She's far better than pretty much everyone else. She's more memorable than most of the others. I like the idea that this guy had started making YouTube videos of him killing lots of zombies. I liked that, yeah. That would definitely happen. But then the actual introduction to him was not very impressive. Yeah, another wasted opportunity. Um, I really liked (laughs) when they were about to break into the vault and Amari Hardwick, Mm -hmm. his character, suddenly started talking about how it might all be a time loop. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Where are they going with this? Nowhere. I was the same. For a second, I was like, oh my God, is this going to completely like take me somewhere totally different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is what a film like this needs instead of different permutations of zombies. And they'd organised into a society. It was ridiculous. There was no explanation of that whatsoever. It was just, you had the dried out zombies and they said, yeah, if the rain falls on them, they're going to come to life. They didn't. Didn't get any rain. The sleeping zombies. Don't know why they're asleep. Mm. I really like the zombie horse, but I thought the tiger zombie was an awesome idea, but really disappointing. Yeah. He just looked... Really CGI. I thought it looked terrible. I liked it when he mauled that guy to death. Right. Garrett Mm. Dillahunt. He just ripped him to pieces and there was some cool prosthetics, just his torn out throat. And he was just a mess at the end. I thought it went on way too long. Really? In The Revenant, I sort of sat there with my mouth wide open going oh my god this is horrific whereas with this i was wondering how how they got him to move about in green screen i didn't care but i just thought it was quite fun but then that character was ridiculous i was thinking of aliens as well initially oh oh all the way through they take them to the nest there's this company man who's going to turn against them the thing with burke was that he was really charming and you weren't quite sure which way he was going to go he was very smarmy. This guy, there was no question that he was bad right from the start. 
Oh, for sure. And in fact, all the rest of the team are going, I don't trust this guy at all. He's, he's going to screw <laughs> yeah. us over. So you think, we'll do something about it then. Did you notice he also makes his mm. escape, locks the hatch behind him, exactly like Burke yes. does in Aliens. He does. The fake out with Tignataro's chopper not being at the top of the roof. Bishop's not there initially, but then he comes yeah. back. And then the French lady says, um, you don't see them effing each other over, mm. which is exactly what Sigourney Weaver says to Burke. So do you think it's a homage to Aliens? Yeah, but sadly... Zack Schneider it's just rubbish it's not, nowhere near as good in, in by any metric there's just some really weird kind of lazy stuff like the end Dave Batista's daughter manages to save that woman she's been looking for mm-hmm. gets her in the helicopter then the alpha gets in the helicopter and the helicopter crashes and everyone's dead or just or they just disappear yeah we never see that woman again that bothered me so much bizarre his daughter's mo for the entire film is finding that woman yeah and then she stops caring the minute she finds yeah. her that was really weird it's so bizarre and then she kills her dad if you were bitten mm-hmm. by a zombie would you shoot yourself or would you turn hmm well i mean it's pretty final isn't it shooting yourself yes i mean well why not why not give it a, a whirl it'd be a zombie for a little while You'd happily go out there and attack and eat some people. Well, apparently in Zack Schneider's zombie universe, these guys pretty much have like day jobs and (laughs) (laughs) like friendship, like WhatsApp groups, you know, constantly communicating. So they're really not that different to people. Yeah, that might actually be all right. You could be an Uber driver. (laughs) (laughs) Be one of the spin-offs is like a zombie Uber drivers. (laughs) <sighs> giving this zombie driver two stars yeah he tried to bite my ankle kept him trying to bite me two stars <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be his reaction yeah. unfortunately you can't see the what gesture that Ben did that accompanied that noise but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh I feel sorry for him I feel sorry for that zombie Uber driver mm. I think I'd feel much much more more cool with being a zombie than I would be a vampire wouldn't I want to be a vampire oh I, I want to be a vampire a lot more yeah that would be awesome you're a lot more conscious of what you're doing and you get to live forever and you're just cool vampires are cool how do you feel about drinking the old blood well I think mm-hmm. I'd be okay with it. I could find blood somewhere. Maybe animals? They use that, don't they, in the Twilight franchise. Oh, I wouldn't want to be a glittery vampire. Good vampires, they, they drink the blood of animals, which I think is, I kind of feel it's a cop-out. Yeah, no, you're right. I'd go full on. I'd be an absolute savage. I'd be like um, one of the uh, 30 Days of Night vampires. They're some of the best vampires. Just completely brutal. Yeah. Yeah, they're hot. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. (laughs) Just tear people apart. Yeah. You'd rather be a zombie than a vampire. Yeah, because I kind of feel like as a vampire, you're more aware of your evil doings. Yeah. Whereas like a zombie, it's kind of like you're just along for the ride. I feel like being aware would be better. Like you could maybe make some choices. The zombie, you're just going to hurt people without being able to really do anything about it. What about werewolves? Being a werewolf would be awesome. I mean, obviously, like, the teen wolf werewolf is the best, where you can, like, drink kegs of beer. And... Not really the one I was thinking about. Which one were you thinking of? Just, like, a American werewolf in London kind of werewolf. Mm-hmm. Just once a month. Yeah. You could just go and hide down a well. 
Are there any other monsters? There's the mummies, but they're kind of like second tier, aren't they, monsters? I don't think anyone wants to be a mummy. I think, yeah, if I had to be one, I think I'd go with... <laughs> no, I'd be a Cenobite. That's what I'd be. What's a Cenobite? Like Pinhead. I'd be one of the... <laughs> I'd be like a, a torture demon. That would be brilliant. Just appear. I remember so clearly the first time seeing Pinhead poster in a VHS shop and being like, oh my God, what is this film? It's an amazing look. It is, it's incredible. Which leads us on to the fact that I didn't like the way the zombies looked either. No, they looked rubbish. They just looked kind of dry, I guess. I wasn't scared one time. There's no consistency in the threat. And part of the reason is that the multiple levels of zombies like what the hell is the robot zombies what what are they there for that was very they were robots right yeah he said in an interview did you see the robot zombie to to the interviewer oh god i know the film will do very well and i know a lot of people have enjoyed it which is cool but i really like dave batista and i know he turned down a role in suicide squad 2 because he wanted to be the leading man in this film and work with Zack snyder and i just don't think it does him justice really i think his strength is in either all-out action badass or mm. being the funny sidekick. I think. Yeah, I mean, Drax is just amazing. Drax is incredible. I think he doesn't quite have the gravity to be like the leading man. No. Or I spent the whole time looking at his hair. His hair is absolutely intriguing. Do you remember Hans Mole Man <laughs> in The Simpsons? Yes. He has a similar kind of hair to him. <laughs> does have Hans Mole Man hair. <laughs> if Hans Mole Man was to get absolutely jacked, <laughs> Dave Bautista would look like that. Yeah. You know in the flashback where his wife is becomes a zombie and he has to kill her? Holding a gun in your hand. Yes. I'm not going to use this quick, painless method <laughs> to dispatch my wife. Instead, no. I'm going to slowly push a big knife <laughs> into the top of her head. Yeah. <laughs> Really slow. <laughs> I'm going to take my time. He's like in bits whilst he's doing it. He's going, <laughs> like he's, he's pushing. It's just like, you had a gun, you dumbass. <laughs> Why is it taking so this long? This is so horrible to watch. <laughs> She's still not dead. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That was really, really quite odd. Okay, here's another question for you. Would you shoot your family if they turned into zombies? <laughs> Uh, father-in-law, no problem, mate. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean your immediate family. You can't choose a family member to shoot. <laughs> Lols, by the way, I do like my father-in-law. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, Ben. He's a lovely man. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> oh. oh, I was just thinking about something else that happened earlier in the day. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll answer your question. Yeah. I'm questioning the value of it in what's supposed to be a comedy <laughs> podcast, but like, would you kill your family if they became zombies? But let's get let's let's roll with it and see if any funnies come. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could. You know how in Shaun of the Dead mm. where he keeps Nick Frost keeps locked in up the shed. in a shed. Yeah. I think I'd have to do something like that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't hesitate. <laughs> 
put them out of their misery. I mean, you keep a loaded Colt 45 under your pillow. <laughs> You've told me, it's like, even if you feel like 40%, yeah, 40, 35, you, you'll, you'll just go for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anytime when the, one of your kids comes in with like the sniffles, you'll be cocking <laughs> that gun. No, I don't cock it. I just check it's loaded. That's all. Check that the sights are like lined up. <laughs> just make it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. I don't point it at them, just at the cat. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's not true. <laughs> Do you know what is annoying about this, actually, is I couldn't think of anything particularly funny to say about it. Mm. I'll read you out some choice cuts from my notes. Okay. <laughs> the tribe of zombies is a dumb idea. <laughs> right. Lol. Zombies in love. So dumb. <laughs> Feels more like Planet of the Apes. There's no jokes there. It's all just, this is stupid. I had um, soundtrack sucked and mm. Tig, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I made, the one note I made that wasn't, this is dumb, is that I, if when the world comes about, if it is at the hands of man, then it will be through something stupid. Yes. Like someone trying to give someone else a good time whilst yeah. they're driving a car. Absolutely. It will be down to something idiotic like that. That's that's how mankind will fall. That was the most believable part of the film. It was, yeah. So, so Ben, what are you going to do with this this old film? Am I going to flush it or am I going to fish it mm. out? Ugh, I'm going to flush yeah. it. It was quite fun, but when you start to think about it, as we have done for this podcast, it's a big mess. It felt like six okay films slapped together yeah what about you flushing this one okay so that is getting double flushed good riddance you filthy film you dirty film <laughs> please don't steal our idea for zombie uber drivers because we are going to make that it's an amazing idea it's been optioned by imagine entertainment ron howard is attached <laughs> oh did he text you he did yeah oh, maybe ron howard will get in touch with us next week about that <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might do. He might. He might do. <laughs> okay, so it's on to this week's top five. Woo. This week we are going to guess each other's favourite Vegas set movies, mm. and each get three guesses. Whoever gets the most guesses right gets to choose next week's film, and the loser has to do a terrible forfeit. Ben, you lost the forfeit last week. I did, I did, yeah. So that was based on the movie Seven. Yeah. And like the lady who was guilty of the sin of pride, mm. you had to cut your old nose off. Did, yeah. It's cut off my own nose. How did that go? Oh, uh, yeah, it was fine. Okay, cool. Right. No follow-up questions. Let's move on. Perfect. So obviously we were watching uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah. Featuring, as far as I know, the world's first zombie tiger. Yeah. So our forfeit in this is we have to go and find a wild tiger and tame it. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a good forfeit. A solid yeah. challenge for the loser. Zombie tiger. I mean, that's stupid. It doesn't exist. No. Taming a real tiger? You're on. You're on. Excellent. Hopefully it might open up a kind of lucrative Steve Backshall style career for one of us. If we survive. If we survive the initial mauling. Yeah. Which I'm... 
100% we will. Leonardo DiCaprio survived that bear mauling in The Revenant, didn't he? And bears are much bigger than tigers. He was fine. Yeah. You look at him now, he's beautiful. Oh, so he's stunning. Maybe some reconstructive surgery could do us the world of good. Brill. Well, Ben, you lost the challenge last week, which means you get the privilege of going first. And I have to say, if you don't get the first one right, then I, I really don't know what to say. No. I get the feeling that we might have a few duplicates in this. I think we're going to have a few duplicates for sure. And The first one is a duplicate. Yes. It's swingers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've mentioned it once or twice. It, yeah. We have a huge, huge amount of affection for it. Love it. Well, I think what was brilliant is often like buddy movies, everyone's so confident and brash and obnoxious. Yeah and bants the whole time. Yeah. You do have that in the Vince Vaughn character. You do. Then you have the massive self-doubt. Yes. And constant feelings of worthlessness from the John Favreau character. So I think you've got both sides of the male psyche covered. Yeah. I'd say both sides of the adolescent male psyche. Very much so. Well done. Yeah. Totally expected you to get that one. I'm going to say... Duplicate Casino. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this film a very long time ago and i don't remember it that well to be honest someone got their head crushed in a vice in a vice yeah and i remember being quite sickened by that they did a great description of it in empire which is goodfellas redux yeah not as good as goodfellas but still super good amazing soundtrack yeah just looks incredible and another like crazy turn from joe pesci <laughs> as a psychotic mobster don't him and his brother get taken to a field and baseball batted yeah it's it's actually a really this sounds pretentious but it's a really interesting decision uh. that scorsese makes because joe pesci is one of the narrators and as he gets attacked, it cuts off the narration. It's interesting. I, I know that there's been narration from the spirit world before, like Sunset Boulevard, I think American Beauty as well. Both of those characters were dead, weren't they? Yeah. But I can't think of another film where the narration ends like that. Yeah, it's really, really, it's really interesting choice. Yeah, it's a really interesting choice I just made. It's because of mise-en-scene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh. Yeah, we're not. It's, it's not that kind of podcast. No, it's not. You heard the toilet story, right? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, right. one all. Okay, so I need to pick another one. Yeah. The Hangover. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like it's been tainted by the sequels, but I think the first Hangover was really good. First of all, it's really yes. funny, and it was a great, funny film, detective film as well. Very well structured, and that was written by Craig Mazin. Yeah, yeah, who wrote Chernobyl, Chernobyl which is which freaking was amazing, incredible, yeah. and horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my turn. I am gonna say Con Air. No, I did not choose Con Air. <laughs> uh, all right, it's a duplicate. Ocean's Eleven. Yes. <laughs> Someone's going to be uh, taming a tiger. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, so you should be. Yeah. You should. They're going to make your face look real nice when they put it back together. <laughs> like it can't be any worse. No, I know. That's what I mean. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. No, I, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, tiger um, will love you. Yeah, they will do. They're very cuddly creatures, I believe. They are. Apparently, if they lick you, it will take most of the skin off your off the place they lick. Very rough tongues. Well, I think if I wear quite a thick jumper, that should yeah. probably uh, stave off that kind of... That's right. On a related note, I spent a period of my life becoming obsessed with this guy who himself was obsessed 
with building a bear-proof suit. Have you ever seen the video of him? Is this Grizzly Man? No, no, no. no. All right. Grizzly Man wishes he had this guy's bear-proof Fern, suit. do not listen to the tape. Don't listen to it. <laughs> I mean, uh, there must be a word for that. Something, Someone making something sound so awful, but you also are just... <laughs> so curious as to what it why it's so bad wasn't he with the guy's mum and he was sat there listening to her son get ripped apart by bears dude that's a brilliant (laughs) fan of hot sauce do it again just i'm listening to the tape of your son being mauled to death you should not listen to it (laughs) definitely don't listen to it (laughs) <laughs> that is so fun a hurt song to do it like oh there's a tape of your son getting eaten why don't I listen to it whilst I'm looking you in the eyes just take yourself yeah. off and listen to it in like the shed why would you do it in front oh, of the amazing. mum yeah Louis Theroux wouldn't do that no do you want to listen to it <laughs> <laughs> anyway next time we are going to be watching 2019's Avengement, which is directed by Jesse V. Johnson, starring Scott Adkins, the martial arts legend. You know I like them fight films. Well, I feel like a British combat film. It's not a genre packed with entries, is it? I can't think of a massive amount of outstanding British martial arts films. No, none. (laughs) See what you think. Okay, see what you think. Okay, nice one. Great, well that'll be fun. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh, we didn't say our top five films. Oh, we better do that quick. Yeah. So my top five was Swingers, Hangover, Casino, Ocean's Eleven, and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Cool. Uh, I had Casino, Swingers, Ocean's Eleven, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and The Cooler. It's a great shout. Which is... Um, William H. Macy. Yeah, really good movie, and Alec Baldwin playing a real nasty piece of work. Mm. Okay, cool. Good choices. Well, yeah, so listen... But well, you've listened to it, so please let us know what mm-hmm. you thought of, of our show... Uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook and you can review or rate us or whatever people do. All right. Well, see you next time. And uh, it's over to this guy. Keep flushing. That was a good one. Nailed it. Bye.